Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. It is true. We are hanging out with Jordan Saunders from Next Link Labs nextlinklabs.com, part of our digital transformation series here, having some really fun conversations around all things with digital transformation. I love we've been talking about cybersecurity in our last podcast, and now the idea of DevOps. Like, you hear the name DevOps Mm -hmm. all the time, Jordan, and like, I'm like, I think I know what that means, but I wasn't actually, I went and I Googled it. I'm like, actually, it means a lot more than I ever knew that it meant, so I'm Mm kind of glad we're going to spend some time, stretch our legs. And talk about DevOps. And, and even more exciting is, is really DevOps versus Agile. Sure. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a knife fight. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. They're actually very complimentary. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm trying to create some hype here, Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, before we kick off these conversations, Jordan, just tell us quickly about yourself. And really what I want our listeners to know the most about is the unique proposition that Nextlink Labs brings. You're developing a really cool company that I believe is entering the marketplace the way no other company is. So. Sure. So, uh, you know, Nextlink Labs is a digital transformation consultancy. Uh, so we do both consulting and techno execution work uh, with a focus on cloud and DevOps, um, as well as some other software development principles. Um, and so we're, yeah, we're located here in Pittsburgh. Just got a new office space down in Serendipity Labs in the Strip District. And, uh, Are you yeah. liking the new space? Yeah, we love the new space. It's a, it's, it's a great space and a great location. And, um, you know, our team members are happy to be down there, too. Super cool, man. Super cool. And you just launched your site at nextlinklabs.com. And I really encourage people to go there because it really it gives you a nice, succinct, tight overview of all your core capabilities as far as that is. And, like, I tell people, don't be shy. Reach out to Jordan. Like, he's one of the smartest dudes I know. He, if you got a problem, Problem when it comes to the uh, the computing work, he can help you out. So exactly, very, exactly. Very cool. And we have lots of uh, you know lots. If we don't know the answer, we have lots of partnerships to uh, to get you the right person. I mean, so. a perfect example was was friends at Zaviant, who we talked to in the cybersecurity. I mean, you have the leading edge of cybersecurity at your fingertips as exactly. you're solving problems for your customers. So, anyhow, enough of that. <laughs> DevOps. DevOps. <laughs> I like saying DevOps. So really, we all think we know what DevOps means. What does DevOps really mean to us? Yeah, so DevOps really is, you know, combining the development development teams and the IT operations teams to, you know, create one unified DevOps teams and you know, that team is able to operate at a high velocity because of all the parties involved. Very cool, man. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Exactly. Get getting things done and getting things done in a cost-efficient, secure manner. Amen. So, but in order to do that, though, there are basically there there's some basic principles that are behind that. Can we kind of go over some of that? I mean, there's the idea of collaboration and tools and scaling and affinity. I mean, these are all the pieces that kind of go into making that sound so simple. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I think the big thing that people, when they first think about DevOps or they're first introduced to DevOps is the first thing they think of is tooling. Um, it's it's this this piece of, piece of automation software that enables you to automate your, your software deployments. Um, and so for, I think for a lot of companies, especially that don't maybe uh, practice DevOps, they just kind of brought it into their organization. 
the, that's the first thing and the only thing they think of sometimes is tooling, but that's really only one part of the puzzle. Um, so there's also, you know, collaboration, and that's, that's making sure that, you know, all parties involved are, um, and when I say all parties, I mean the development teams as well as the operation teams, the product owners, the UX designers, um, they're all part of the process when so, it comes to the new DevOps culture. It's a lot of personalities coming together. There are, so there can definitely be some growing pains there, but, um, you know, really with Really what happens is if you don't involve all these people, then uh, you move forward with a half-baked solution, and then that other group of people you didn't include in the decision-making process and the planning process gets their eyes on things and, and realizes, oh, man, we, we, uh, we can't work, move forward with this because this, this part of the team wasn't included. Absolutely. Very, very cool stuff. So agile. Everyone talks about agile methodologies as a way of breaking borders down and getting everybody rowing the boat in the same way. It seems like there's like a lot, a lot of overlap or similarities between the two. Can you kind of break that down for us a little bit and then maybe talk about like, like one why one makes more sense over another in certain situations? Yeah, so it's, it's not really an, an either or, right? So I think um, agile kind of sprung up from a similar need and that's where before agile it was all waterfall. So basically you had your, your product owners, your Senior, senior leadership, they would make a decision that, you know, we need to implement, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they would essentially throw it over the fence, um, you know, throw it over the waterfall. Lob it over and it's not my problem now. Ex- make it exa- happen, right? Exactly. They would, they would kind of throw it over the fence and then, you know, the, the development team would be left to fend for themselves and, and try to move it forward in the, the best way they thought possible. But they would get to the end process there and they'd realize – Oh wait, we haven't taught. We spent two months implementing this thing. We weren't really in sync with our product owners, and and now you realize they they ran really fast in the wrong direction, and so that kind of was why Agile came out and said, "Hey, we're going to actually, you know, besides Scrum and you know doing things in in small small uh, you know two or three week sprints, they also decided, hey, we need to get the product owners and the, and the developers and the UI and the UX team, and they need to be all together." During the full the full time they're working on software, it makes such perfect sense. Why weren't right. people thinking of this much much earlier? It takes time to come to the right solution. <laughs> you got to keep screwing it up in order to find out. You don't have to keep screwing it up this way, right? Yeah. So I mean, DevOps is really just an extension of Agile, ah, and okay. so you know, even with Agile, you had kind of the same sort of problem where they would, even if they were doing Agile at the end when the software was ready to be deployed to the servers and then maintained on the servers, they'd throw it over the fence. To the IT operations team, um, and so, it, like like you kind of mentioned, there there was a big problem where like once a, an issue happened, both teams would be like, "Not my problem." The developers didn't write it right, the operations team didn't deploy it right. So DevOps is kind of joining those two teams, and 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 like we said, uh, with you know affinity and collaboration, making sure they're aligned in their goals, and they're both part of the process from the start. So even before serv- uh, software needs to be deployed to servers, the teams that s- would support that are very much aware that what the requirements are for that. And so just getting everybody working together with some synergy really really enables teams to, to save to save some costs and um, you know produce software that has has less bugs and, and less problems. That's and the name of the game right there. It's exactly. Less bugs, better software created you know a lot a lot a lot more inexpensively as far as that goes. It's solving all of these things if you get if you get it working and running properly. Exactly. With with how much uh, you know software drives business today, I mean software development costs for companies can be very significant. And so, you know, in, enabling those teams to operate smoother and, and 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 produce software at a higher velocity 
really can save companies a lot of money, which from our perspective is, is kind of the best place to be. I mean, I'm a, I'm a software developer at heart. That's my background. I mean, I'm not I'm not a pure sales guy or anything, but uh, the one thing I'm, I'm able to you know stand up here and do is feel really good about our product, knowing knowing how much value we can bring to our clients and how much just like implied value there is just by making all these teams you know operating smoothly. Yeah, I mean, tell us more how NextLink Labs does this. I mean, because you guys are all things DevOps at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So I mean. What, we kind of approach all of our projects the same way. I mean, we kind of assess where, where a company or where a team is at. Um, we develop a plan to move forward. Um, we implement that plan, and then we continue to maintain and support uh, the finished product. And so, so with DevOps, it's, it's really taking a look at how their existing teams work, how they can combine um, their you know, previously separate development and operations team, uh, finding out where there's some gaps in the skill set because one of the things we mentioned about DevOps is the tooling, and DevOps tooling is one of the quickest moving places in in technology these days, and so it's really okay. tough to find uh, you know expertise out there that's that's really worked with with these things in a, in a large company or in a in a production environment. So uh, we're able to come in and provide our expertise and guidance both around tooling, but especially around how the tooling and and DevOps really is going to affect the culture and and how that that team or company does business. I think the culture is the biggest thing that sticks out to me because I mean, obviously the tools are so important, but at the end of the day, it's the people that are using the tools. And when people are in a, in a kind of like a blameless environment where it's, it's, it doesn't become this, well, I lobbed it over the waterfall, so it's your problem now. But no, that's always going to be some. It's, it's, it's the team's problem exactly. at all times. So there's no one, one particular person to blame. I'm sure you could if you wanted to, but yeah. the idea is everyone comes together to solve the problems, which then creates that really cool culture. Where it seems like everybody has everybody's back, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody's back. There's a blameless culture. I mean, increased communication. I mean, m- most of, most of the t- the challenges we really face, both you know internally and and as a you know consulting company, is uh, they're people problems. It's communication issues. I mean, the, the tech is difficult. You need you know deep subject matter expertise, but the really hard problems are the people and process problems, and and a lot of that comes back down to communication. So that's why. You know, a culture of DevOps, and before that, um, you know, agile development became, you know, are becoming very popular things because they help deal, they help deal with those people and process issues that, um, you know, focusing on tech alone doesn't. Very, very cool. So, tell us about what are some of the common mistakes that people make when they are starting to put DevOps into their environment. I'm sure there's some key things people all step on and they got to scrape it off their shoes at some point, right? Yeah, so so a big thing, you know, we mentioned it before, but it, it really is around the tooling. Um, so there, there are so many different ways to do DevOps tooling when it comes to, you know, continuous integration and continuous uh, deployment tooling. Um, whether you move to a container-based infrastructure or you stay on a more traditional infrastructure, um, when they're operating in multi-cloud environments, picking the kind of the best way to do that. And so uh, one big thing is picking the wrong tools for that, that specific organization. And you can help people pick the right tools, right? At the end of the day, you can you, you do the analysis, you see what they're trying to do, and you can recommend a suite over another suite based on their, their desires. A- absolutely. And that's one of the things that becomes something, you know, we really labor over. And it's, it's, it's not like, hey, for us, we don't just pick the tool, tooling that we're most comfortable with. Um, I think selection of tooling is one of the, the most, you know, key factors to success for a DevOps project. And, and it comes back to picking the right tooling, not just for, again, what we're comfortable with, but what are the, what are the people for our client, what are they comfortable with? 
I mean, we love to work in Kubernetes and containers. We, you know, that's bleeding edge technology to a lot of companies, okay. but um, for, for some companies, it's just not right, not the right fit. Exactly. And so, you know, and you know that from your years of experience, too. Yeah. You can pick that out pretty much immediately as far as that goes. And what about the idea? I mean, I think a lot of times people are very singularly focused on one project, so they're missing the bigger picture sometimes as they're starting to, do, to deploy DevOps. Is that something that you see quite often? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's, I th- I think it's good for when companies start to adopt more uh, DevOps principles to kind of pick a kind of a flag, flagship project, pro- project to, uh, to roll out on and then scale it across the organization. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it should be something that is eventually scaled across the organization. Um, once you kind of learn from those mistakes from that that first project or two. Very cool. So what if we talked about now? That's a, a, a important topic here, the now for DevOps. What's going on with that? Yeah, so there's there's all kinds of exciting exciting stuff in the space. Um, we kind of touched on a little bit in okay. our uh, security podcast. Yeah. Um, but just there's there's an increased need for visibility into the infrastructure of, 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 a, of a company. Um, there's all kinds of regulations and compliance that that are becoming increasingly important to do business in 2019, and so uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of focus on the tooling around creating kind of that audit log, that history, interesting, yeah, that snapshot into what have that. what I mean, things look right. like right now out in the field, um, and so I think a lot of the tooling around that is is a lot of the tooling out there for DevOps is is around supporting that. Interesting. And then also, you know, I kind of mentioned there's a, there's a there's a giant push for you know containers you know, with Docker and Kubernetes, which are words that um, you know you're going to increasingly hear. They just seem to be eating up the software industry. So interesting. Um, you know, we're obviously in that space also. Very very cool stuff. So I like I like real life examples about these things. Can you walk us through a scenario or two that you've worked with with your customers? Obviously, you don't have to mention names and. You know, highlight the guilty as far as that goes, but like, like to let us know, like, like how how have you integrated with with some of your customers along these lines? Sure, sure. So you know, we we've had some longstanding longstanding clients. Uh, one, one in particular that um, you know they they were doing some of the the DevOps principles, right? So they had some automation in place to automate their deployments, okay. um, but they didn't really have much beyond that, and so. Kind of like we mentioned, they had some some new contracts that were coming up. They had some new, new initiatives they were looking to push into, and they really just needed to improve their their readiness, their their maturity in this area, so that they could adapt to the new security requirements they were getting and um, scale out the applications they had. So, luckily for I mean, it's a great thing that their business was growing and and their products were were gaining market market traction. Um, but as they were growing, they were starting to fail. So some of their, their applications were crashing under load, um, which is you know a giant cost to a growing company. Cause it's not, that, that cannot happen at a certain point. Yeah, you, you hurt your credibility a lot right there. Um, so they were having some issues with that. And then also they were, they were needing to be um, compliant in a couple of different ways. Uh, so increased cybersecurity. And just with the way they were doing things, they were having a really hard time adapting to these security requirements, they just didn't have the tools in place to, to meet them. Like they needed to be able to have, you know, an audit log. Let's say if anybody that accessed a system and just the software they were using just didn't support it, didn't, it. didn't let that happen. So we were able to put forth a plan um, for how they can get up to the the level of compliance they needed, 
and work through that plan. And then, you know, what was great is once they got in there and started doing this and seeing the value, you know, now that was kind of phase one and we've been able to, you know, take them more and more on the maturity standpoint and uh, get now, now their organization uses way more automation, all their infrastructure is automated as code and, and they're, if they were to sign another contract tomorrow with, with different security requirements, it would be a lot lower level of effort um, to get that done. And, and one other great thing, too, is they've actually, um, you know, we, we measure their output. They measure the output of all their development teams, and they noticed a, a, sizable, a sizable increase in the velocity of those development teams. So they're saving money on development costs now because of the way they implemented it. They were seeing the big picture then. They, were, they knew they needed for one project, but knowing that as they implemented this, it's going to come across all projects. You really set them for success. It, exactly. Once, once they so got cool. it in there, they, they, yeah. they were able to see all the benefits, and it, it you know, really take advantage of them. So you're transforming culture. You're helping people. You're helping companies create better software, less bugs. It's making their customers happy. It's making them more money, making them more efficient, more safe. It just seems like such a. It's, it's how you have to do business these days. Exactly. Exactly. It, it and it. Like I said before, it's it's a great thing. You know, DevOps one of our biggest specialties. Um, we talk about digital transformation, and it's it's an area like I could talk about all day. I get really excited about. Um, and it's something I love to be able to, to offer as a service because it's something I can really stand behind and, and feel great about the value we bring to companies. It's like your bread and butter at NextLink Labs. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's just so foundational to everything that you guys do. Exactly. And so being able to nerd out on that a little bit, I think is just like a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So if you go over to nextlinklabs.com, you can learn more about this. There's even assessment tools over there as well, too, just to see how ready you are and what it would take to get you to the next step as far as that is. I think it's just fantastic stuff. And, and Jordan, I'm so glad you started this company. Yeah, me too. It's so cool, man. I mean, you're growing and growing. You're like up, you've got like five employees now. And I'm, I'm, I guarantee you it's going to keep going and going because you're offering such important vital services. So yeah, can't get enough. Any other key takeaways we didn't cover that our listeners should know when it comes to all things DevOps? Um, you know, just, just keep in mind, I think just, you know, anybody listening, keep in mind that, you know, you don't have to go at this alone. I mean, we, we, that's the biggest thing to me right there is there's, 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 there's companies like yours out there that can help. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly, def, there's certainly things that you can do on your own. Um, but it never hurts to, to engage an expert. I mean, we work in this stuff every day and we're still learning and, and just like anything else, it, it takes time to really, to really become an expert in anything. Absolutely. And so we work with a lot of co- a lot of different companies that are a lot of different stages of their you know digital transformation journey. It's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because it's like you can be anywhere along the continuum, and then you guys can can plug in and help out as far as that goes. Exactly, exactly. And we're you know we're happy to take whatever you have and and kind of give you some guidance. And and we we engage with companies in a lot of different ways. So sometimes you might just need a little bit of guidance occasionally, or sometimes you're looking for someone to kind of just take over and take do all the heavy lifting. And, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're happy to help You can that. do that and everything in between. Exactly. Super cool stuff. Nextlinklabs.com. Jordan Saunders starting that company up, doing the good work. And this is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Tech Council and Tech Vibe Radio coming at you from the Huntington Bank Podcast Studios. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.